You're listening to the Straight to Video Podcast with Rob Lane. All right, what is happening? Hope you're doing awesome and welcome along to my show, Straight to Video. Today, I get to speak to the hosts of one of my favorite YouTube channels, which I've been regularly diving into after I discovered it a few months ago. It's been one of my go-tos since, and it's so great to see it taking off so well. I'm excited to introduce you to Mr. and Mrs. Movies of the great movie reaction channel, You, Me, and the Movies. Now, YouTube is flooded with reaction videos, and it's so hard to stand out from the crowd, but I think what makes this one so much fun is that it's just so honest and simple in its format. Doesn't tried to bring some forced wow factor and over-the-top reactions, which a lot do. It's just a husband and wife watching a lot of my favourite films from the 70s, 80s, 90s and beyond. They've covered the entire Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street films, along with stuff like Predator, the Scream films, but then classics like Superman 7 and so much more. There's content being added all the time and it's a lot of fun to see these two just bounce off one another's comments. The whole channel has such a great vibe to it and you just feel like you're sat watching the film with them with some drinks and having a great time. Now the YouTube channel has grown rapidly since launching last year and right now I think the sky is the limit to how popular it can get. Their live streams are getting great feedback and I can't wait to see where it goes next. And if you're not familiar with it, then I can't wait for you guys to check it out too. You can find them by simply searching You, Me and The Movies on YouTube and they're also on Twitter and Instagram at You, Me, The Movies. I'm sure they'll love to hear from you. Before I chat, please grab yourself some Dead Skull Coffee who continue to support this podcast. Their ground and full bean coffee is getting more and more popular and can be found at music events all over the summer. But you can bag yourself 15% off any order by simply adding the promo code STV on checkout over at deadschoolcoffee.co.uk. All right, I was chuffed to bits to speak to these two recently and I hope you enjoy it too as we dive into my straight-to-video chat with the wonderful Mr. and Mrs. Movies of the YouTube reaction channel You, Me and the Movies. Can you hear us? I got you. How are you, Rob? I'm good. That's a fine shirt being worn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You didn't wear yours? It's upstairs. She wore it for a movie recently, so. Thank you so much for doing this. Very cool. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm loving the show. It's great. I actually stumbled on it when I was researching an interview a few months ago. I had a lady on from A Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Your review came up as a a recommendation. I thought, this is great. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so uh, that would have been uh, the dream child, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a the, creepy the, the one. little baby. Yeah. <laughs> so how has it been this past year seeing the YouTube channel just blow up after launching? Was it February 2021? Yeah, we started the end of February. That's when we posted our first reaction with uh, Alien. Yeah. And she wasn't even into it then. She wore a ball cap because she's like, nobody's going to watch this. So I'm just going to. I still figure nobody's going to watch anything. So. <laughs> But yeah, it's, we're a year strong into it, and uh, we're amazed at how much it took off. I mean, because it's now close to, is it 60,000 subscribers and over 10 million views? We're over 10 million views. I think we're at like 55,000 subscribers. Yeah, not too bad. Was that beyond anything you could imagine? Well, I think for me, I didn't even know what to imagine, so... <laughs> 
like I said, I didn't think anybody would watch it except for maybe a, some of our family or, or friends. And that's, so, yeah, I guess we're doing good. But then if I compare myself to where we are against some other reactors, I'm like, well, we've got a lot of work to do still. Yeah. It's got like the simplest of descriptions, just a husband and wife watching movies together. Straight to the point. But I think it stemmed from Mr. Movies having seen loads of films, which Mrs. Movies hadn't. And you wanted to get the reactions on film. What was your thoughts when the idea came up? I'm going to record you watching these movies. I've always been a horror movie fan and she's refused to watch horror movies because yeah. she doesn't like having bad dreams or being scared and stuff. Yeah. And I thought, well, horror movies make some of the best reactions. And I mean, we started with Alien and there was some the egg popping out and all that kind of stuff. I knew. I was surprised at how well she was animated on camera. I felt like it would be good, but her reactions to some of the scariest moments we've watched in horror films have been not just entertaining for our viewers, but entertaining for myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long had you been planning the channel prior to launching the first episodes? Like three days. <laughs> well, I, it, it took me a, a couple months to convince her. Yeah, that's true. Because we started the end of February there. Like at the beginning of the year, I was like, what if we did this and we could make content he, together? He kept showing me some videos of other reactors. He's like, if these people can do it, you can do, you it. Can do this. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't have time for that. Yeah. It actually just started as a way for us to connect. I was working a lot with COVID happening. And so- we weren't spending a lot of time together. And so it was just kind of a, a nice way to bridge my after work life with his during work life because yeah. he typically was working at night anyways. So it was, yeah, a good opportunity for us to work together. Yeah, because before we started the channel, I was, I've been streaming full time on Twitch for the last three or four years. And with COVID hitting, she'd come home from long days of work. And then I would sit down at my gaming computer and just start streaming. And so we never really had days or hours to hang out together. So I took a break from Twitch and I was thinking of new ways to create content and have more time to spend together. And we came up with You, Me, and the Movies. Yeah, because like you're not totally new to YouTube or podcasting or whatever. Cause is it the Rabble Wrangler page you had and the Kaiju Cowboy? Yeah, that's my uh, alias on the Twitch over there. So... The Rabble Wrangler. Yeah, so. he's been doing content creation for a few years. Mm -hmm. And because our kids are young, he was staying at home and, and watching them and then doing his content creation at night. And so, yeah, it worked out pretty well. Instead of uh, streaming gaming, we just turned on a movie and started recording. What had you learned from previous, let's say, review shows or streaming stuff that you could put into this? Was you always watching other channels to get ideas and things like that? Yeah, I've been watching reactions myself for a while. And then I'm always watching like a Twitch or a YouTube stream or, you know, video. I kind of took my production things that I've learned from my Twitch stream and moved it over to how we record and kind of just adapted it from there for our recording setup. So it was a very easy transition. And then instead of streaming, it's kind of just recording and then I edit after the fact. When did you start beginning to see real momentum on the channel? Was there a particular episode that clicked? Because is it the Saving Private Ryan one? I believe that's the most popular, but that's not that old. That was a big one. Predator, I think, was when we really... Yeah, I think we got a lot of traffic with Predator. Yeah. It kind of built our following pretty quickly at yeah, that point. Because we started with the Alien franchise. Like our plan was, okay, we're going to do Alien and then we're going to do Predator. And then at the end, we'll combine the franchises and do the AVP movies. And so Alien, we kind of had all the Alien fans and sci-fi fans and horror fans kind of rolling in. And then once we did Predator, we got the Arnold and the action and the dual franchise. And then AVP was also huge. I was actually surprised at how big AVP was because it's not that good of a movie compared to <laughs> Alien or Predator, but they loved it. So 
we went from there. And then we did like Lord of the Rings. And then we jumped into like Friday the 13th over the summer. Everything pretty organic then. Just people sharing it and things growing that way. Yeah. All organic. Yeah. Just- I don't think we ever, we haven't had a, in fact, I keep telling him I'm waiting for that moment where we go viral or something. Right. But <laughs> It hasn't happened yet. We stick to a pretty... I was a schedule freak when I was on Twitch. So I've always known that to make content creation successful, stick to a plan, stick to a schedule. That way your viewers and fans know when to expect your next bit of content. And so we set up a schedule early on and stuck to it. I mean, now we're doing videos almost every day. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it might work. You're the one just watching stuff. I think what sets it apart though from a lot of other reaction videos, I'd be interested to get your opinion on it. Do you think it maybe targets a slightly older age group than a lot of reaction videos do? More like if you want to say Gen X or early Generation Y, yeah. perhaps? It's yeah. definitely targeting people our age, right? Like late 20s to mid 40s, I'd say. That's mm-hmm. kind of our demographic. I don't think that we intended that. It's just happens to be most of the movies that I haven't watched are the age range. And, you know, the movies that we want to watch are movies that people our age want to watch. It doesn't seem to be like trying to be too clever or smart or you watch some stuff and it's like a little bit over people's heads. It's just how you would react watching them at home. If I was watching with my wife at home, she'd give me like looks like, what's this shit you've put on? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I get a lot of those kind of looks (laughs) at least once a week. (laughs) What is this shit? Yeah. (laughs) Has there been any response locally to the channel? Anyone picked up on it? No, we're in a really rural location. So content creation itself is just kind of like a, wait, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) you do what on YouTube? That's weird. I think our family has been really supportive. Our friends have been really supportive. But at the end of the day, they're all just kind of like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Still waiting to be recognized at the grocery store. (laughs) That's not happened yet, surely. No, no. no. So is this out in Montana? Yeah, we're in the Northwest, yeah. Is that where you're both from originally? Yeah, we're actually both originally fairly close to each other. Yeah, we both grew up about 30 minutes from each other. Didn't know each other until later in life. How was it growing up there? I'm guessing you grew up, I mean, I don't know people's ages, but maybe during the late 80s and 90s, did you have like a local movie theater you go see films or favorite video store or anything like that? I grew up on a farm. In fact, we still live on our farm. And so anytime we wanted to do anything, we had to go to town. And, you know, town's not too far, 30, 40 minutes away, not a big deal. That's a big deal in the UK. People don't travel that (laughs) far over it. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. I grew up just watching a lot of television and actually grew up watching a lot of movies too, because there's not a lot to do out here on the farm. I didn't go to the theaters very often, but you did. Yeah, I grew up in the town that she would have to go to to go to the the movies. So I remember riding my bike to the video store, grabbing the videos for the weekend for me and my buddies or the video games that we would play. Or going to the theater. I was really big and going to the theaters at least twice a month in junior high, high school days with my buddies. So I've seen a lot of good films and a lot of bad films. So. <laughs> Any that stick out, which was like a massive deal for you, which you couldn't wait to see, which was the big blockbuster when you was growing up as a kid. For me, it was Titanic, if that ages me appropriately. Your favorite movie. <laughs> It was like a big deal. I think we all went as like a family to to see Titanic. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably one of the last. I mean, you get so every time a, a big film comes out now, it goes straight to the oh, it's the highest grossing weekend ever and all that stuff. But I think Titanic was one of those last films where everybody went to see it, all different age ranges. You don't get that very often these days. So true. Yeah, I guess during the 90s until Titanic, there was like Jurassic Park, the Star Wars re-releases and the Star Wars prequels. There was a blockbuster every year. They're all competing for that spot until Titanic kind of came in and took the reins for a long, long while. So movie I was looking forward to um, was actually probably Freddy versus Jason. 
and Jason X. Awesome. Those were the first ones of those franchises, which were my favorite horror franchise to actually see in the theaters because everything else I'd watched on VHS when I was little. And so I just remember going to Jason X with my buddy in high school and just that movie's so bad, it's good and just cracking up. It's a great film. People, what we call take the piss out of me for loving it, but it's like, you know, going in, it's Jason in space. So if you're not going to buy it, don't bother watching it. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, you just got to lean into the awful, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, it. exactly. And I think I heard you mention on a live stream that it was the film Back to the Future that kind of brought you together. You want to expand on that a little? Kind of funny story. Match.com. That's yeah. where we found each other. And her slogan on her profile was, where we're going, we don't need roads. Yeah, I love Back to the Future. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. And, and that just like seemed, I don't know, they ask you at the beginning of Match when you're setting up your profile, like, give us a quote that would draw people to you or something. And that was just the first thing that came to mind. I didn't even think about it. It was just the first thing. Also, it's not just that quote from Back to the Future, but when Paul Rudd says it in- Uh, Knocked Up. Knocked Up. Yep. Paul Rudd says it in (laughs) Knocked Up. I I always kind of hear Paul Rudd saying that quote these days because of that movie, (laughs) which was kind of funny is I think we both had that mindset of that quote Absolutely. I love Back to the Future, but when when I thought of it, I heard Paul Rudd saying, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I did too. And we have this weird mind connection and it it started from just that first digital interaction that we had. Oh, I love that. That's very cool. And those films are glorious. Probably the one of the most perfect trilogies ever. Yeah, ever. We fight over which sequel we like better. Yeah. She likes three. I like two. I like three. But one's also the perfect movie. Got to watch it every time it's on TV, even though- Even though you've seen it 80,000 times, yeah, we got to watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) And I know monster movies are a big thing. Is, Is it the Kaiju Cowboy? channel that was inspired by watching King Kong versus Godzilla on VHS. Yeah, I've always been a huge Godzilla nerd myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when we started You Mean the Movies, I also had another channel going, the Kaiju Cowboy. And I was like, well, one of these channels might take off. And well, shocker, it was her, it was her being the star. <laughs> the the one with the girl on the front. <laughs> but yeah, I grew up watching King Kong versus Godzilla on VHS. And just I'd watch that every other month or more frequently. And then I've shared that love with our our daughters and they love Godzilla and King Kong just as much as I do. I know so many people who've got kids who they love Godzilla films. Yeah. What is it? I think it's just... I have no idea. I don't know if it's like the claymation-like style of buildings and things like that. Yeah, it's always the old ones. Yeah. They're like the really, the old campy ones, like the classics. Yeah. I think it's campy enough and it's also scary enough that it's not too scary for the kids, but they can feel like they're watching something that they sh- kind of shouldn't because of the monsters. Yeah. But it makes them, it I softens the monsters for them. It's scary, but it's not actually scary because it, it's so unrealistic at this point. Campy, yeah. yeah. But yeah, our girls love it. Mm-hmm. They love all of them. Great entry point movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Was to come. Yep. Yeah. Have they seen the Godzilla cartoon from, I don't know if it was the late 70s or early 80s. The Hanna-Barbera one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have a couple DVDs of that and they love that. Yeah. So they're constantly singing the song after they watch it too. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, from the depths. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people don't even know that exists. I'm like, you don't know about Godzuki? Terrible. Yeah. Godzuki's <laughs> awesome. I remember growing up to that myself and watching reruns of it on, uh, I think, Cartoon Network that used to play it all the time. How is it revisiting some films you've perhaps not seen in a long time? Do most hold up or is it sometimes a little disappointing seeing them in modern day with fresh eyes? Some of that 80s stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, especially some of the movies that I loved growing up, not action movies so much, but like romantic comedies or like the Brat Pack movies and things like that. Watching them back again, I'm like, oh God, this is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) 
mostly television shows or like made for TV movies. Oh, yeah. Ones that you thought oh, were yeah. super cool back when they were on Nickelodeon or something. And now like, that's not good. Not cool. Not good. Yeah, some <laughs> 90s stuff suffers. There's a point in time in the 90s, I think, where things really suffer pretty badly. I always throw Rocky Five in there. People say, what, do you like Rocky Five? I'm like, I like the idea for the story, but it suffers from when it was made, I think. I don't think she's ever seen Rocky Five. I haven't, no. We got the Rocky movies on our list to go through. But now I am mentally preparing for a crappy yeah, Rocky Five. Rocky not five. Good. Thank you. Rocky Five's not good. <laughs> Is that the one with the robot butler? No, that's four. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> that's not too much of a spoiler. He's redone it. Anti Stallone did a new director's cut last year, I think. Yeah, for four? Yeah. Yeah. And the robot's gone. Oh, they cut the robot out? <laughs> yeah. Oh, then we might not watch that cut when we get through it. <laughs> The robot's worth it. Apparently, it's a whole different film, so I'm interested to see how it turned out. Yeah, I haven't checked it out. I've heard of it, but I haven't checked it out either. The Rocky films, you're in for a treat. Rocky Four was the first one I saw at the cinema when I was a kid, and people was cheering and getting up on the seats like, what the hell is this? Rocky Three and Four I've always liked. I like the three because of Hulk Hogan being in it. Some of your movie choices are amazing. It was lovely to see A Perfect World recently cropping up. I'd not thought about that film for a long time. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's the fun part about our special request here our patreon is sometimes we get movies that aren't even yeah even not even on the radar yeah Yeah. and one of our fans will request special request it and we don't know anything about it really and it's entertaining and fun to watch something that we didn't even think of watching yeah you're always in for a surprise on saturdays right Mm -hmm. saturday movie releases are always you never know what you're gonna get but they've been good so far yeah Yeah. obviously some really well-known ones but some really obscure ones too and i think are you even going to be working through the whole american ninja movies oh (laughs) That was an April Fool's joke. That was joke, our April actually. Fool's joke. <laughs> oh, damn it. So I released a fake schedule on April 1st. <laughs> and you fell for it. I was waiting for some Michael Dudikoff action. <laughs> that's that's funny, though. We've had a lot of people like, oh, man, I really want to watch American Ninja. That would be so great. I've been telling them, even though that was a joke calendar, none of those movies are off the list, except maybe Step Up. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> know. <laughs> That might be too much of a hassle to edit around the music copyright. Well, you've done Leprechaun, so I thought pretty much anything goes. So true. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> when St. Patrick's Day happens once a year, you still have to watch an on-theme movie for it. So no matter how bad the Leprechaun movies are, we're going to watch one every year. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> are there any particular obscure 80s or 90s films you love that no one seems to know about? I think some of my favorite obscure 80s, I think, would be the House series. Right. And that's on our list to watch. I had a crazy great uncle when I was a kid, and he would let me rent whatever I wanted from the video store. And it was always horror movies. So I'd be like this six, seven, eight-year-old kid watching 80s amazing practical effect or not amazing practical effect horror movies <laughs> all by myself because he'd fall asleep in his chair and I'd just be sitting there watching these and that's kind of what drew my love for horror at a young age. The poster for the house original ass film is an all-time great. Yeah, the zombie hand with the key, yeah. Your horror marathons have proven popular too. I mean, the horror community is like huge and very passionate. You must have got a bunch of feedback from them. Yeah, good and bad. Yeah, really. Well, for the summer, we went through all of the Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street movies last summer. That was a long haul. That was from June until October. We watched one of those franchise movies every week. And I was surprised, but also like, okay, that's cool. How I was worried about it becoming stagnant and, you know, 
people getting tired of watching just Friday the 13th, but it stayed very stable on the viewership. Everybody has their favorite. So they mm -hmm. all just kept coming back to watch their favorite. And you'd get a whole different crop of fans for the ones that only liked number four or only like number three. And yeah, it's pretty crazy. And we got the Freddy versus Jason and that was the biggest one of all which I was really surprised that it did better than both the original Nightmare and Friday the 13th reactions. So people wanted to see how it's not a good movie. (laughs) Freddy versus Jason. It probably is those decisive films. They want to see what your reaction is going to be. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that could be. That That was just a fun trip. And uh, I think we'll be getting into another scary movie franchise over this next summer. Not as long, obviously, because I don't think anything matches up with that length, but who knows, we might be jumping to Child's Play because that's hot right now with the new uh, Chucky TV series that I want to get us into. And you got Chucky back there, I see, in the background. So (laughs) some of those I haven't seen myself. So we'll get to a point where it'll be first time watch for both of us. I just remember the first three Child's Plays movies were always some of my childhood favorites. And I remember sharing them with my younger siblings when I shouldn't have while babysitting and getting in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) And you do TV series too, such as Band of Brothers, Lost, and Dexter. Am I right? You're a big X-Files fan. Yeah. X-Files is from my love of horror. I think I watched X-Files. I'd never missed an episode. And if I did, I made sure I recorded it from the time it started to the time it ended on the original nine season run. I was a huge X-Files nerd. Any other big TV shows for either of you? Um, I like the, you know, the comedies, of course. So I'm a huge Office fan. I haven't actually seen the British office and I'm really excited to watch that at some point in time. I've still to dive into the US one because I think the reason that people say it's so good is because they took a different angle with it. It is two totally different things. They took the basic blueprint and then just did their own thing with it. So I need to dive into the US version. Yeah, the first season of the US version is pretty identical to the British version from what I've heard that they mirror that first season pretty well, but then they, yeah, they kind of go off on their own sort Mm -hmm. of. I've always loved uh, Bones. That was one of my favorite shows. I liked House. House MD, I House guess. MD. Yeah. Shows like that. Yeah. Crime shows are pretty good. After X-Files ended, I looked for another show to pick up my weekly, you know, I went with 24. We'll be getting to 24 soon on our channel because she's never seen it. So I'm excited for that. I've never seen it either. Everyone says how great it is. Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Bauer is iconic. What about Sons of Anarchy? Did that ever get on your radar? Oh, it's on the list for yeah. sure. Yeah. We we're both haven't seen it. it yeah. So we will definitely be getting to it. Yeah. That's got some shock factor every few episodes. So that's a good one. You'll enjoy that one. Yeah. That one. I'm excited for that one. Mm-hmm. How has the channel changed both your lives? You said it's gave you more time to be together, but has there been like a big adjustment or did you plan to go all in originally? Because like all the scheduling, editing and also juggling family life, it's got to be very time consuming because you're constantly putting out content. Yeah, he's editing all day, every day, pretty much, like at least six days a week. And, you know, for me, it's not too bad. I just have to sit down and react to a movie. (laughs) And we do that after we put our kids to bed at night. I don't get as much sleep as I would like, but... (laughs) but that's okay (laughs) do you enjoy the editing side of it yeah i mean i've always enjoyed editing it's always been a a passion of mine and it doesn't really feel like work also i get to look at my beautiful wife while i'm doing it so that's a perk as well (laughs) makes it a little easier for me for sure but we actually just got a buddy to start helping me edit so we can free up some of my time and but i was talking to him last night about I started our recording process and I've been doing our editing and recording the same way from the start. And so the process of editing, I've gotten better at it as she's gotten better at speaking her mind and actually talking more. 
And so it's been about the same amount of time working every day, even though she's talking more, there's more to cut up. I've been efficient enough with keeping the pace of how we're getting better at being reactors or speaking our mind and just kind of just talking about how I just lost it. Lost it. It's gone. (laughs) (laughs) It's gone. Not coming back. It just kind of speeds up. Everybody gets better at what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. It's gotten easier for both of us to do the recording process and the editing process. And yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a routine by now. Hmm. At first, she was horrible at talking. Like, I still don't like it, but... Like our intros and outros in our first couple months were kind of rough. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> They're still not great. <laughs> I didn't go back and listen to early episodes. No, I'm not going to do it. Maybe in a couple of years, <laughs> then they could see the progress. Right, yeah. <laughs> Where or how would you like to see the show grow? I know you're going to start doing games, I believe, soon, but do you have a vision for the channel as a whole? I mean, kind of just more of what we're doing and... We have a huge list to get through and it seems to grow every day with people bringing up something new that I hadn't even thought of. And I was like, wait, you haven't seen that? There's lots of movies out there. Lots of movies. There's always that comment. like, I can't believe you've never seen any of these movies. And she's like, I've seen lots of movies. I know. Just not these ones. I consider myself a movie fan. Mm -hmm. I have watched a lot of movies in my lifetime, but just not these movies. (laughs) There's just so much stuff out there. It's nuts. It's same with music as well. It's just, it's never ending. Yeah. On the TV side, of things. I think that's the hardest part because TV shows are so long. So we've kind of dedicated one day for like a mini series or a limited series. So we're kind of turning through those faster and then having two longer running, like we have the Sopranos going right now. So we're kind of just trying to figure out like, what is the next big show, long show that we want to spend the next year watching? Because a lot of those shows, it will take us a year to get through. We've only just started watching Breaking Bad. I think we're about 15 years late. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. people say, you got to watch it, you got to watch it. But then you pull it up on Netflix and it says seasons eight. And it's like, whoa, that's a commitment right there. It is. Yeah. It's such a commitment. Yeah. That's like the hardest part for me, I think. Especially, especially for older TV. shows when they're 20, 24 episode seasons, because that's how long a full season of a drama or was back in the day. Nowadays, seasons are shorter. They're 10, maybe even shorter episodes on average. So it's easier to get through the modern day shows than it is the older shows that are more systematic or formulaic. So the hard part is somebody coming up with a show saying, you guys need to watch this TV show next. And we're like, it's on our list, but we have like the wire to get through and justified. And yeah. we have a whole bunch of stuff that we want to want to watch. So it's job security though. It's, it's a way to look at it. <laughs> As long as people watch it, you know, (laughs) it's not job security if no one watches it. (laughs) Do either of you have an episode you'd recommend to a new viewer as a good starting point for your channel if they wanted to dive in now? I always liked my reaction to American Psycho. That's old. That's like that's an old reaction. Content quality isn't like like our our content quality isn't the greatest, but yeah, I, I think feel that's like when we still had the red carpet in the old room. So yeah. our cameras are very red from how blood red the carpet is on the floor. I just liked my reaction to that one. Yeah. I think the descent is a great horror reaction. She was pissed off at the beginning because of the jump scares it in that. It starts group. off so jump scare heavy, and then it just keeps going. <laughs> Even the trailer for the descent is claustrophobic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then Friday the Thirteenth. I think that's probably my favorite because that's my favorite horror franchise and so there's a special place in my heart and then her reaction to the first film because i didn't tell her anything about how that 
goes. That's a good reaction. Yeah. From who the killer is to that very last scene. I was entertained just sitting in the chair watching her the whole time. So it, it was fun to edit and it was fun to, to watch with her. So what about something newer that they'll recognize the set behind us? Because we've moved since we've started. I really enjoyed the Get Out one. That was a great one. Yeah, Get Out was Oh, fun. yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, her favorite movies that we've watched have been Dr. Sleep and Get Out. The Scream movies have been a lot of fun, too. I like the Scream movies a lot, yeah. yeah. They're just so full of levity. Like, they don't take themselves too seriously, mm-hmm. but they're still a horror. I, I think they're awesome. And it also tickles that detective bone you have that you yeah. want to try to solve who the killer is. Yeah, you're good at that. Not with Scream, I don't think. <laughs> <No>. but- <laughs> She always thought it was doing. <laughs> Guys, thank you ever so much for chatting with me. I've loved connecting. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to do this with us. It kind of feels weird. You're like you know, chatting with Susie Quattro one day and us the next day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm stoked to have you on the show. I'm a massive fan and can't wait to introduce it to people over here in the UK. It's so great to talk to you, Rob. Thanks so much. Yep, appreciate it. Up. I had a lot of fun catching up with Yumi and the movies, and I hope that's made you want to go watch some of their videos on YouTube, which you can find by simply searching Yumi and the movies, or send them some love on Twitter and Instagram at YouMeetTheMovies. They also have a Patreon page where you can suggest future film reviews, and speaking of Patreon, the Straight to Video podcast has its own Patreon page too, where you can get behind-the-scenes access, exclusive merch, and a bonus movie podcast. So head on over to Patreon.com if you want to support either of those, because stuff like that is a massive boost to creative channels and much appreciated that is all for today's show if you're listening on one of the popular podcast platforms then please be sure to like follow or subscribe so you don't miss a single episode or just check back every tuesday or friday for a brand new show until we chat again take care and speak real soon <laughs>